So I just got back from the Toronto International Film Festival 2019, and I wanted to do a quick episode uh, with two objectives. One, of course, to talk about some of the movies I saw, uh, but mainly to talk about film festivals in general, uh, because I've now been doing this for about five years, and I feel like when I was starting out, there were some things that I wish I knew in terms of expectations of, of what to experience at a film festival that somebody had told me. So if you're somebody who has maybe been to only one or two film festival screenings or have been to none and are thinking of doing it, uh, I'm hoping maybe you get some value out of this, of kind of understanding what to expect while you're there. Uh, because as you'll find out, maybe it wasn't as much as I expected it to be. But at the same time, I've been to five of them now, so obviously there's something I love about them. Um, and I will preface, I'm about to complain a bunch about the film festival experience, but keep that in mind. I keep going back. So for everything I complain about, there is value in this. There's some really good experiences that I've had here. So hopefully I get some of that across as well. Uh, so I'm going to talk about, more, I'm going to start off by talking about the film festival experience. Um, spliced in a little bit of what I saw this year and then end off with some specific movies I wanted to talk about that were really interesting this year. Um, so first of all, if you are thinking about attending a film festival for more than one movie, like if you're thinking about taking a week off or seeing 5, 10, 20, 40 movies, first thing you should know is what is your purpose here? And what I mean by that is are you actually here to watch movies or do you just want to see the celebrity culture? And for me, every year, Toronto kind of gets into this really weird culture of having both at the same time. Like, it feels like there's two events going on. One is all of these people going to films who love film, who really experience it, uh, hear all the stories that they have to be told there. And then the other side of the thing is the side that you see more often, which is the celebrity side. And I'm thinking you can probably guess which side I'm on, but I don't want to judge either side. Like, if you're purely there for the celebrity experience, that's fine. That's what you want to get out of it. But you should know that going in. Because if you want to see celebrities, going to see movies is not the way to do that. Yes, they do show up during the movies, but you are most likely in the back of a very packed auditorium, very far away from getting any type of good picture. So if you want to see these people, go line up on the red carpet. Go get in the fan lines. Go do that stuff because that's where you're going to get it. It's not going to be in the movies. And if you really just want to go see the movies, skip all the celebrity stuff. Don't care about that. Really think about the movies you want to see and stand in lines and do all the stuff you need to see to go see too. But it's going to be very hard to do both. So if you are very excited and really are hoping to get both, maybe temper that expectation right now. So that's my first little piece of advice. Um, second thing I'll talk about is what kind of films should you actually see there? And I wanted to bring that up because I've made a lot of mistakes over the five years that I've been watching film festivals, and I wanted to at least share a little bit of that experience so people don't make those same mistakes. Um, so I'll talk about the progression I made. First year, I went to the Toronto International Film Festival. I think it was 2015. Uh, I saw the list of all the films that were there, and it was immediately overwhelming. Like, there are so many movies there with so many people. Uh, even the list, just to go through it, and it's not stuff that you've seen trailers for yet. It's not stuff that you have top of mind. Um, so it is overwhelming. And my reaction to that was, okay, let's, let's see this list of the ones that I have heard about or the ones that are most popular, most famous, and I'll just go see those because those are the ones that I know I'm going to like. 
And if I'm going to spend this much time and this much money going to a film festival, I want to see movies that are good. The negative experience of that is that within a week or two after the festival, I realized that the majority of what I had seen was in my regular Cineplex theater. And so for me to have lined up for an hour or an hour and a half for each movie to sit in a very packed auditorium of people who are mostly talking through the film, all to see things that I could have seen for cheaper in a much better theater experience a couple weeks from now was not the best experience. And I would say you should shy away from that as well because, and this is something I'll talk about further on, the film watching experience at a film festival is not the best. There are some positives about it, but if I'm going to go see a movie and I had a choice between seeing it at a film festival screening versus in my regular Cineplex on a Saturday morning, I'm going to take the Saturday morning. So first year experience, don't see movies like that. Uh, the second year that I went to the festival, I swung the opposite direction that I said, if I'm going to go through this experience where there's all these films going on that otherwise wouldn't be in theaters, let's go see something that I wouldn't otherwise get the opportunity to see in theaters. And this also was not the best experience because what happened is I saw a lot of movies that I took chances on and some of them were straight out bad, but some of them were even worse in that they were just straight boring. And going back to my initial thoughts when I first signed up for my first festival, if I'm going to stand in line for an hour and a half per movie for 20 movies over a week and a half and have sore feet and put up with people I don't like, to have that plus the experience of watching a bad or a boring movie, it just is like, why am I doing this? Why would I put myself through that? So at that point, I was really questioning, should I even go to film festivals? Like, is this worth my time at all? Uh, but I gave it one more chance, and I felt like in my third year, I started to feel or figure out how to actually go through these experiences. And it was a little bit of a combination of both. Uh, so my approach to that was basically cross off everything that is definitely going to be in major theaters after the festival, uh, with the exception of maybe things that aren't coming out for three or four months. And then after that, really start doing my research around who is making these films and what else have those people done. And my advice on that is don't go by the actor, go by the director. So my theme for that year was trust the director. Um, and I feel like this is where I figured out how to really watch movies at a film festival because a lot of these things, they weren't coming out for eight, maybe 12 months later. Uh, they were movies that for the most part I had good experiences with because uh, I had good experience with, with those directors again. It required me to do a bit of research on this, but it paid off that I felt like it was worth it to stand in line for that long. Um, and so this year I did something pretty similar to that, although I changed it up a little bit. Um, and what I had noticed was uh, I, about a year or two years after a, a film festival, I would hear about films or I would watch films that were really good. And they said, oh, this premiered at TIFF a year ago. And I was like, wow, I wish I would have known about this movie. I could have seen it a year before now. And I, it's obviously a movie I really enjoyed. And what I was finding time and time again is that a lot of these movies were thrillers or horrors or suspense that were part of the what's called the Midnight Madness uh, theme at TIFF, which is a specifically kind of curated uh, program uh, that's more shock cinema, horror cinema, thriller cinema. And so 
where in the past I had trusted directors of a movie, I started to trust the programmers of the movie and saying, okay, who's ever programming Midnight Madness? They seem to have a really good eye for films. And so even though I don't know these directors, I don't know what they've done in the past, let's just take a leap of faith and say these people know what they're talking about. So that was my experience this year, and I can't say enough good things about Midnight Madness and recommend that for TIFF. Um, not every movie I saw was good, and not every movie I saw was actually part of Midnight Madness, but for the most part, I felt like this was worth my time and worth all that standing in line and worth all the money and days that I took off work uh, to go see movies. And part of that has to do with the movies itself, and part of it has to do with the audience, uh, which I'll talk a little bit uh, coming up here. Um, but maybe Midnight Madness isn't for you. Maybe it's uh, the international platform movies or something else. But especially if you've gone to um, a couple of film festivals and maybe start to look at your experiences of what has been going well and see if there's a common theme around the programmers or the directors. Uh, but I think it all kind of ties back to if you want to have a good film festival experience, you're going to have to do some research and you're going to have to trust people, whether it's a programmer or a director, that they've brought good movies to you, but not just seeing something based on a trailer or something on name recognition that you, you know what's coming out. Go see something that you wouldn't otherwise go see in theaters or maybe at all, if not for this experience. Um, otherwise, it's not going to feel worth it. Um, so the second part I want to talk about was what to expect when you're watching a film festival, and a lot of this has to do with the audiences. And I'm going to just ramble and rant on about people I don't like for a little while. I hope this doesn't take too long, um, but I've just spent 11 days standing in line and being around people I don't like, so I need to get some of this off of my chest. So first things first, there are very long lines at film festivals. I typically stand in line for about an hour and a half for each film. Should you stand in line? I think that's a question you need to ask yourself uh, that's going to impact your experience a lot. Uh, for me, I like doing it just because of uncertainty and I want to get the seat that I want to get. But a lot of times I end up sitting next to somebody who lined up an hour later than me and they got a seat that was just as good. Um, if you're somebody like me who your idea of a good seat is the seat that's farthest away from anyone else, you kind of need to just get that out of your head right away. Almost every screening is packed full and you are going to be sitting next to people. So you might as well go get a seat that's front and center and with a good view because there's going to be people sitting next to you. Just deal with it. Um, but if you don't really care about your seat, I would recommend showing up like maybe last in line, not maybe not last in line, but like half hour before the movie starts, you might have a hundred people in front of you, but uh, you know, I mean, you're going to sit next to somebody you probably don't like anyway. Uh, if you have four or five, six people in your group, you definitely need to show up early if you want to sit together. Uh, but if you're just a single person, uh, show up late, whatever, deal with it. It's fine. Don't be like me. Um, otherwise, you're just going to regret going to the movie with a bad attitude because you've been standing in line for an hour in the rain next to somebody who's been toxic and spoiling movies. So, yeah. Um, the other part about the other bad part about standing early in line is that you get what and I wish I had a better term for it, but it's basically 
uh, audience member Russian roulette when you walk into the theater that you get your seat and then you watch people you don't like walk into the theater for the next 15 minutes dreading who is going to sit next to you uh, because guarantee you there's going to be at least one or two movies you see where the person sitting next to you is going to annoy the hell out of you. Um, I had one particular lady this year who decided to eat peanuts by basically using her arm as a trebuchet. Uh, so she would have her arm like in front of her and she would load it up with peanuts and then she would like thrust it back into her face as hard as she could. Like she was going to slap herself in the face. And I'm just sitting there thinking like, there's got to be a better way to deliver peanuts to your mouth than like slapping in your yourself in the face with them. And that's all I'm going to be thinking about for 15 minutes while the movies are getting ready to start. And so obviously when the movie starts, I'm not in the best attitude to begin with. And so I don't know, maybe bring some headphones, listen to some music to calm yourself down if you're like me. If you like people, fine, deal with it. You're probably going to have a much better experience than me right there. Um, the other people that you're going to deal with is people who just have no idea what they've signed up for when they've come to a film festival. And every year, I'm sitting in a theater, and about five minutes before the movie starts, I see somebody walk into the theater, and they look up into the crowd, and they just stare there in amazement that other people, how dare they, have showed up to their movie. Uh, and they just stand there being like, oh my goodness, oh my God, these people, how are they filling every seat? How am I supposed to watch this? And they're sitting there for another like minute or two as people behind them are coming in and getting those better seats from them, almost as if they expect somebody to stand up and get out of their way and deliver them a good seat because, oh my goodness, they're standing there and they must be so important. Uh, that's another thing with film festivals. Like You just feel like there's a certain class culture or class tiering system that you were not aware of previously because of how many people who you can just feel like they feel like they're in a better class than you and deserve to be better. Um, and that gets annoying at, at the end of 11 days. It kind of does. Um, the other type of people that also annoy me are people who have presumably never been to a film in their life. Uh, and these are people who are going to be talking during the entire movie. Um, gets quite annoying, especially like if people are talking during a Marvel film, that's one thing you kind of expect that going into it. But when it's a documentary or a quiet film, you notice that a lot more and it kind of really kills the mood. So there going back to the comment I just made around like people feeling like they're better than you or like they're kind of like a, a class culture and you're trying to get like people, you can feel like they think they're sophisticated, but I would compare a film festival audience very much to an audience of an opening Marvel film. And if those people, if I were to compare them to a Marvel film, they would probably not like that. They would almost think of that as an insult, but it's the same. People are the same. Um, they're going to talk. They're going to throw popcorn on the floor. Uh, they're going to be on their phones during the movie. And so, I mean, that's fine. People are people, but if you're going to pretend you're better, I have a problem with that. So, Oh, sorry, it's been 11 days. I'm annoyed. Um, last thing I'll talk about is line etiquette. Actually, no, this isn't going to be the last thing. I have more things to complain about. Line etiquette. So if you're at a film festival and everyone who is in line is watching the same movies that you, maybe not on the same day, but for the most part, if you're seeing movies that have come out for the first time and you were one of the first people to see them at the screening, 
maybe you shouldn't talk about those movies in line in front of people who are also wanting to see those movies either at the festival or after the festival when they premiere in kind of a wider screening. Um, every year, without fail, two or three movies get ruined for me because somebody in line doesn't understand how loud their voice is and that other people exist in the world. So if you are at a film festival and you are seeing more than one movie and you are standing in line after having seen a movie, do not talk about that movie, please. Other people have not seen it and want to see it. Um, don't be one of those people. Also, please don't talk about how you're part of the film community when you're in line because without fail every year, I stand next to somebody who wants to talk to me about how they're making a short film or about how they're in film school or about how they know the certain technique and it makes me not want to be part of the film community. And I don't think that I am part of the film community, but it makes me not want to talk about film anymore. It makes me not want to have it as a hobby. It makes me want to shut down this podcast every time I come out of the TIFF Festival and having to deal with so many people who uh, are quote unquote part of the film or you know, part of the film community. So I realize that anyone who's actually listening to me right now would probably think of themselves in that same community. Hopefully not. Uh, but maybe I've just alienated my audience base here. But yeah, I pretty much hate everyone part of the film community. Uh, but I might keep talking. Just, you know, because. Um, okay, last, last thing I'm going to talk about audience members uh, before I move on to actually talking about the movies that I saw, because that's what should be important, maybe, I guess, um, is the inevitable overreactions that you're going to hear during a movie. And I think there's probably a psychological term for this, but I think if you pay more for a film and if you stand in line for an hour and if your feet are sore and if somebody doesn't show up to the, the movie to do a Q&A that you expected to show up, that your brain looks at all of this that you've invested in this movie and it forces you to enjoy the movie more than you actually are. And this is especially relevant in comedies. And what I mean by that is something that is slightly chuckle worthy in a regular movie will get the biggest fucking laugh that you've ever seen in a theater from a festival audience. And it gets borderline annoying in a film. Maybe it like, like it's like a laugh track if you're watching a TV show, but there's just, so many people reacting like so much that uh, I don't know. I, I've started to not enjoy comedies very well. Um, action movies, maybe I'm kind of on the fence about that because you do get some applause and cheering at the end of a scene that maybe doesn't deserve it, but that can at times elevate the experience through that kind of like TV audience experience. Um, but for the most part, not a huge fan of it, but do expect it. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that as a thing that's automatically negative. Like, I think there has been some movies I've seen where the audience participation has elevated the movie. Um, but I, I think you should at least know that that's coming before you see a film movie. Um, and yeah, maybe enjoy it. Last, last, last thing I'm going to say about audiences is expect the dumbest questions you've ever heard in your life during the Q&A. Um, it's such a shame because you have the opportunity to watch a movie and then have the director or actor or writer showing up there to answer questions about what you've just watched and you get that insight 
And then you get somebody who immediately puts up their hand, not even to ask a question, but simply to make a statement that sounds like a question. Um, and it's always in the form of like, oh, I, this is the best movie you've ever made. I'm such a huge fan of you. Like, oh, I loved how you used the blah, blah, blah technique. And it's like, you don't, you're not asking a question. You are trying to get noticed by someone that you admire and respect. And it just annoys the piss out of me. But Q&As do have value. I, I have had some Q&A questions mainly asked by the programmer and not the audience that really adds to um, a movie. Um, but you should be prepared to cringe every time an audience member asks a question, just so you know. Um, so that's, that's my recommendations on Film Festival. That's my here's what to expect. Uh, I've been doing this five years. I'm going to keep doing it in the future. There is something I enjoy about it. So I would recommend doing it, and I hope that you have an experience where you see some movies that you wouldn't otherwise see. Uh, maybe you hear some conversations that you wouldn't otherwise hear, um, and it kind of just like exposes you to new talents that helps you like see films and other movies throughout the year. There is value in it, for sure, absolutely, even though there's all these negative things. Um, so some of the positive things that I saw this year, and, and here's some of my recommendations, um, as well as exemplifying some of the points I just talked about. Uh, so there was a movie called Sound of Metal, starring Riz Ahmed, and it was basically uh, a movie about a heavy metal drummer who loses a hearing and has to deal with how his life has to change, because obviously as a, he as a heavy metal drummer, your hearing is a pretty big deal. Um, and why I wanted to talk about that is because I picked this movie uh, thinking in advance that I knew exactly what it was going to be and that it was going to interest me. And in my mind, this was going to be an existential uh, movie. This was going to be like, oh, I have to redefine what my life is about because the thing that I most define my identity by is gone, um, which I would have wanted to see. And I think that would have been a lovely movie. Um, however, it was quickly apparent that that's not what this movie was about. Uh, and by the way, I'm not going to try not to go into spoilers here. Um, but this movie was much more about, I have just lost everything that I have. How am I going to deal with that? And, oh, by the way, people have to deal with this all the time and they are dealing with it. Um, and that was a very good movie. Um, and I had to leave, uh, unfortunately, right after there was a Q and A that I wish I stayed for, uh, but I had to rush to my next movie. But uh, using the, the power of film to kind of put yourself in someone else's shoes and say, this is what life is like, and maybe think about uh, what your life is like and what you're taking for granted. Uh, really, really good movie. I really recommend it. Riz Ahmed did a phenomenal job on this. Uh, he definitely showed uh, his acting range, and I hope that he kind of gets better roles as a result of this. Um, but also part of the reason I wanted to talk about this was going back to the celebrity versus film culture that is going on at the same time during it is because I walked out of this film and I was walking down the street. I was going to my next film and I think it was about 11 a.m. and I walked by this pop-up bar that had all the Twitter hashtags and the Instagram logos and the trendy music and it was like, wow, I just walked out of this really amazing film that was thought-provoking and really, and even right now, like I'm still thinking about it. Um, and then to walk by this trendy 11 a.m. bar with people in dresses Instagramming, um, it really just kind of exemplified for me how different the cultures that are going to this film festival and all the different things that are happening as part of this film festival uh, is. So that was really interesting. And I, I think I'm going to remember that moment um, 
as just like pop music versus really good thought-provoking movie at the same time so going back to my main point know what you want to be a part of because there's both going on and it's perfectly fine to be either or but you're probably going to get more experience if you know understand yourself better second movie that i want to talk about is a movie called the burnt orange heresy um and this happens about once per year i see a movie like this that i i don't think this movie is going to be super successful i don't think it's going to be heard of very much um but it was just a really sharp movie that was a thriller about art crime really well acted mick jagger had a supporting role in it and he did a phenomenal job i was not expecting that um maybe i'm overselling it but like when i saw him on screen and what i was expecting out of his character versus what his character delivered uh was very different um the only reason i saw this movie in the first place was because it had uh clay's bang who is the same actor from a movie i saw last year two years ago from a movie called the square and so it was one of those things where I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm trusting the people making the film, not necessarily because I've heard much about it. Um, and it was just a really good thriller. Like a lot happened uh, in the film that I wasn't expecting. There was a lot of twists and turns. It was really well made, really well acted. Um, bit of a smaller story with only about four characters, but uh, really recommend it. But I'm also expecting never to hear about this film ever again. Uh, I had similar experience last year with a movie called Thelma, which was a Norwegian film about a woman, a young woman who was discovering her sexuality of possibly being gay while at the same time discovering superpowers that were linked by her repression of these feelings. Um, and it was like really well shot, really good movie with lots of twists and turns and a really shocking ending actually. Um, and I never heard about it ever again. And I was like, wow, like if I hadn't have seen this at this film festival, I would have never known that this existed. No one ever would have brought this up to my attention ever again. So the burnt orange heresy, I hope it shows up somewhere in theaters or on Netflix. If you have a chance to see it, go see it. Uh, real good art crime thriller movie. Uh, but at the same time, I'm going to be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if it's never heard of ever again. Um, last movie I want to talk about is called Uncut Gems. And this movie stars Adam Sandler and is brought to us by the Safdie brothers who directed Robert Pattinson in a movie last year or two years ago called Good Time. Uh, and it's kind of a, a dark comedy drama type thing with undesirable characters. And so I maybe had some idea of what was what I was getting into, but I think within a couple minutes I realized that this was going to be something very different. And what I mean by that is that the movie is designed to make you uncomfortable and it's designed to make you not be enjoying your experience. And so it kind of raised questions for me around how do you, how do you rate a film like that? How do you appreciate a film like that when I'm sitting there in the audience feeling bad because the movie has successfully made me feel bad. And so should I appreciate it because it's done a good job? Or should I just say, hey, I just stood in line for an hour and a half and I sat in a theater and my result of that is feeling shitty. I don't know. I think when, I, when I'm, the farther I am removed from the experience, the more I appreciate the film because I'm not there. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say one of the better movies I've seen. Even though I felt bad, even though it made me feel uncomfortable the whole time, uh, Adam Sandler did a really good job in a role that I think he is custom built for, which is basically to be an asshole and to annoy you for two hours. 
Uh, nothing against the guy. I like him when he plays those roles. He does it very effectively. Uh, but that is what he's built for in my mind. Um, so I 100% recommend Uncut Gems. But be prepared to possibly not enjoy it. And you should probably have subtitles on just as an FYI, or maybe don't. Maybe it's better if you don't have subtitles and don't understand what people are saying sometimes because that's kind of what they're going for. Um, but it was, an, it was an interesting film. And uh, I, I originally, I think I've spoken a little bit on this podcast in the past that I thought Adam Sandler might get Oscar nominations for this or maybe even like hearing about it. He, he's definitely not going to. Um, I think either he's pissed off the Academy enough or he's annoyed people through this film enough that it's definitely not going to happen. But I at least appreciate him for making the effort on this. Um, and it was a really good movie. So go check it out. Um, other movies I saw at the film festival, like Jojo Rabbit, they're pretty much like, yep, it's good. Go see it, whatever. Um, but I think those three movies, Sound of Metal, Burnt Orange, Heresy, and Uncut Gems are my hidden gems, uh, so to speak. And you should definitely go check them out. Uh, so the last thing I'll say on this episode, and sorry for saying last time so many times, um, but I, I feel like after five film festivals, I have acquired a skill set for picking movies. So if you are ever seeing five, 10, 20 movies at the Toronto International Film Festival, and you don't know which ones to see, I, I formally offer my services uh, to help pick movies. Uh, partially because I think I'm good at it and partially because I want to test whether I'm just good at picking something for myself versus actually picking something for other people. Uh, but I'll do it for free just because I think it's going to be entertaining and I, I like doing it. It's one of my favorite parts of the film festival every year doing that research. Uh, so that's it. That's me formally putting that offer out there, even though nobody's probably going to take me up on that. Mm, but I hope if you are, are seeing a film festival in the future that uh, maybe you have bit better expectations of what you're going to be experiences. And I hope as a result that you have a better film experience as a result and see uh, some new people that you otherwise wouldn't have seen. Uh, thank you and see you next episode.